how many of you remember the, the movie E.T.? And uh, the quotable line for me is he wanted to phone where? He wanted to phone home. So, you know, isn't it amazing? A weird little guy. You remember? I remember when we went to, to see it as a family, um, and this was last century. Uh, we went to see it. The only reason we went to see it, we'd gone to see Rocky. And Rocky was sold out. So we went to E.T. And, and what I'd seen on TV at that point, I thought it was scary. So I thought, oh, no, this is going to be scary. And it wasn't. It was like we fell in love with an alien. <laughs> but he was longing for home. He wanted to go home, phone home. He had, had to get there. So no matter how novel and neat everything was here for him, there was something in him. He, he longed for home. And then the Wizard of Oz, and you've got Dorothy, and, you know, there's no place like, like home. And you know what? I, I, I agree. There's no place like home. My favorite place is my home. On the, whole, on the whole planet, that is my favorite. I love to travel. We've got some special places we love to go to, and, and we enjoy all that. But I'd rather be home than anywhere. And uh, what is it about home? We, we have a lot of terms that are kind of connected or synonymous with home. You know, that it's cozy, that it's warm, that it's safe, um, that you can relax, that you can laugh, you can love, you can be yourself, you can grow. All of those things about home. Even here, when you come, we welcome you home. I mean, that's a, a, a very intentional thing for us. We want you to feel at home because we're part of the family of God. And it's a wonderful thing. I love being in the family of God. Amen. And I love being in the family of God with you. I really do. And home. And yet we think about things. I want to clarify a few things about what home really is for us and where, where home is. And we want you to come in, make yourself at home. I've... People all the time said, hey, we just moved here and we love the church. What, what do we do? I said, make yourself at home. Just come on in. Make yourself at home. And so we know what we mean by those terms. And then the other times we, we don't feel so at home. You know, uh, when I was in my master's program, I had to uh, be gone one week a month. And I was very purposeful. If I'm going to be gone a week, I want to be in a safe, comfortable place. And then I, I remember that uh, one of my classmates uh, He'd stayed at a place, I don't remember the name, it was something like Royal Inn or something. I said, how was that? And he goes, not too royal. <laughs> and what was missing was home. You know, the elements that make you feel home. You, know, you can see through the towels and soap's that big and, you know, you can hear everybody all around you. So home's an important thing and there's something in all of us, hear me, there's something in all of us that longs for home. We want home. We want to feel at home and all that that has to to do with. And and here's what I have to tell you this morning. This world is not our home. It's not our home. And and as a matter of fact, if you're honest with yourself, we're feeling less and less at home here. And we have to accept the fact that we are strangers here. We're we're aliens. Like ET. We're nomads. We're ambassadors. Uh, one place in the book of Hebrews in the Amplified Bible says we're temporary residents. We're passing through. We're just passing through. Our citizenship is in heaven. I like that. Amen. Home is heaven. He is our home. 
and we're headed to heaven. But here's the thing. Don't anybody check out too early on this. We're still here. And that's very deliberate on God's part. The fact that we're still here, God has a plan. And let me, let me just put this real clear to you. We have, even though heaven is our home, our citizenship is in heaven. We are here. Uh, we have a huge purpose. Everybody say purpose. Maybe a huge purpose. I'll be talking about that a little bit more this morning. And this is the other thing that you need to know is that we have full provision. Everybody say provision. We have a huge purpose and we have full provision. Heaven's our home. We're just passing through here. There are things that we do participate in here. There are things that we do not participate in here. But heaven is our home. Citizenship in heaven. But please get this. Please get this. While we're here, we have huge purpose and we have full provision. If you miss that, now zero in with me. If you miss that, if you don't understand it, if you don't embrace that, then you're going to live with a lot of fear, a lot of discouragement, and a lot of disillusionment. Because you're going to be looking to the wrong places for protection, for provision, for direction, for fulfillment. You're going to be looking to the wrong places. Washington, Wall Street, Hollywood are going to be far too important to you. Are they important? Of course they're important. But, you know, if we're looking to... Wall Street, if we're looking to Washington, if we're looking to Hollywood for direction, give me a break. If People Magazine is your devotions, you're in trouble. If we're looking for people that are looking for themselves, we're looking to them to find out how we're to do things and how we're to think. It's a sad thing. And the target keeps moving all over the place. So if we're, if we're looking to anything other than God as our source... You're going to be fearful. You're going to be discouraged. You're going to be disillusioned. You're going to end up lost. Heaven's our home. I said, heaven's our home. And what this is really about is source. Source. So for today and the next few weeks, we're going to talk about heaven. We're going to talk about earth. We're going to talk about families. We're going to talk about the family of God. We're going to be talking about home. And we're going to talk about this huge purpose that we have. And also the, the full provision that God has for us even while we're here. Amen. Everybody say, heaven is my home. That's if you're a believer. Now, um, there's a lot of hazy notions about heaven. And we're, we're going to look at some more accurate things from Scripture here this morning. And then heaven has almost become a, a commercial term, almost. We apply it to food, but I get that. <laughs> Come on, can I get an Amen. <laughs> We apply it to food. We apply it to fragrance. Oh, that's just heavenly. We apply it to things that we see or hear or feel or whatever. You know that that is just heaven. And um, heaven really is, understand this, it's the habitation of God. It's a real and literal place. And it's the destination of believers. We're headed there. Don't go yet. But we're headed there. There are three heavens that the scripture reveals. And... Let me do my best here with this. First of all, this is the earth, but you knew that, right? And this is where we are. And the first heaven surrounds us and it's at, it's atmospheric. It's, it's the stars. It's the, the sun, it's the clouds. It's the atmosphere around us. That's referred to as the heavens and several places where it says in the Lord created the heavens, um, 
you see in the original language that that's what he was talking about. And then you go, and I, and I don't know exactly above or below or whatever with all of this, because this part is seen. This part is seen. A couple of weeks ago, one of my friends told me, hey, look outside, because I think it was Jupiter was out there. So we not only were looking at it, but also we got my youngest son's telescope, and we're trying to look at it, and it broke. You know, but we, but we could, there are things that we can see. But then there's another heaven that is unseen and it doesn't totally envelop us. And we read a little bit about it in, in Ephesians chapter six, verse 12, it says this, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age against gets this, the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. So there's a spiritual darkness that influences earth. It's, it's a headquarters of evil it's where the spiritual mafia works out of, okay? And so we have that. And then beyond that, we have the third heaven that Paul was caught up into. And I'm going to draw it as a square. And actually, it should be a cube. And see, that's the third heaven. That's where we're wanting to go to. You say a cube. I thought it was puffy clouds that we all were pleasantly chubby. We drank lemonade and played the harp. And that's because we have a lot of cartoon theology. But we're going to look into scripture here. Let me, let me talk about the third heaven just for a moment. It is from the third heaven that Jesus descended to the earth. He came and put on the form of a servant. He, he became flesh. We talked about it during Christmas a lot. Uh, God incarnate and he lived among us and he lived a perfect life and he, he taught the most incredible things and he healed and he did miracles and he showed us what the father was like. And then he went to the cross for your sins and my sins. He died. They put him in a grave. And on the third day he rose again from the grave. And then when he ascended into heaven, he ascended back up to the third heaven. Shortly after he ascended, because he said, I won't leave you alone. I won't leave you comfortless. The Holy Spirit descended from the third heaven. And with the work that Jesus came and did, and now the coming of the Holy Spirit to help us, guess what? Now believers can also ascend into heaven. They made a way. Jesus went and prepared heaven for man and then came and prepared man for heaven so that we could get up into this heaven. Isn't that awesome? Now, when we go... It's because we're either going to die or fly. And let me just tell you that either way, if we die or we fly, it's a quick trip. Because if we die and it's appointed to everybody to, to die, well, when we die, if we die, we just drop our earth suit. And the Bible says this, to be absent from the body is to be what? Present with the Lord. So listen carefully what you just cited back to me again. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Let me, let me cut, cut into it a little deeper. To be absent is to be present. You're in one room or another. And there's no in-between. There's no holding tank now. There's the bosom of Abraham is, is, is not a part of what's going on now. And so to be absent is to be present. And sometimes there's a little lingering. Maybe you've been around a person or a loved one just before they go home and it's like they're seeing something. They're answering somebody who we don't see that's in the room, you know. But as soon as they're absent from the body, they're present with the Lord. Amen. To be absent is to be present. It's quick. And then the, if we fly, 
And I really think fly would be awesome. The rapture of the church, the blessed hope that we have. When that happens, it says it will be in the twinkling of an eye. I mean, just gone. So either way, it's a quick trip. So let's make sure you got reservations. All right. Now, this is exciting. Heaven is a real and literal place. Let me talk to you a little bit about it from from scripture. So that's defined so that we have a little little better understanding of this. Heaven contains a lot of things that we're familiar with. And you need to realize that earth is God's style. This is his taste. And so the most beautiful things that you hear on this, on this planet is because the creator. Creation reveals the attributes of the creator. And this is God's taste. We see that from scripture that there's a lot of things we see and experience here that will be there as well. And there are also a lot of things that we'll see in heaven that we have never seen before. And that's going to be amazing. Heaven is referred to as a city. It is a perfect square. Actually, it's a perfect cube. And it is 1,400 miles, 1,400 miles wide, high, deep, long. It's a perfect 1,400-mile cube. That's the distance from New York City to Houston. It's larger than India. It's 600,000 stories high if it were a building, which means it would extend past our atmosphere. And this is another message for another time, but when the holy city, the new Jerusalem comes down when that, to a renovated earth, when it comes down, it will extend past our current atmosphere. But you know what? Let me just tell you, everything's going to be different then. Okay. Woo. Sorry. Just got one of those. If you came in late and don't know what that is. It's a, it's a fried egg. No, no. All right, let's keep going. It has walls of Jasper that are 216 feet wide, thick. It's called a city and it has streets. And it says that the seat in this, the city and the streets are of pure gold. They're crystal clear. It's built upon foundations of the most precious stones. There are 12 gates. There's three on each side. Get this. Each gate is one pearl. So you think you got some bling. (laughs) It contains food. Can I get an amen out here? Contains food, rest, trees, flowers, rivers, Parks, animals, seas, streets, buildings, gems, rainbows, on and on. It's incredible. I want a brochure on this place. (laughs) You ever sometimes you want more information about a place and they go leave your phone number? It's like, no, I don't want you calling me. Well, I'd want somebody to call me about this. Here's some things not in heaven. There's no temple because Jesus himself is the temple. There's no sun, there's no moon, there's no light because he himself is the light. There are no locked gates by day and there's no night, so there's no locked gates. No night, no tears, no sickness, 
no pain, no time. You're going to love this one. No bills. Oh, now you're with me. There's nothing that defiles. You won't have a neighbor with car up on blocks. A dog that won't stop barking. People driving by with their booming. (laughs) There is nothing or no one that can mess it up. Nothing that is an abomination or defiles can even enter. There's no strife, no discord, no evil, no pride, no lies. No lies because all the liars are in the lake. And can I show you where theologians believe the lake is? It's in the belly of the earth. There's no lust. There's no hate. On and on and on. It's a paradise. It's a paradise. And can I tell you something? I wouldn't miss it for the world. But yet it's the world that we get distracted by and we look to the wrong places for the wrong things and we get confused about our source and we get confused about our home. When we've got this paradise waiting for us and in the meantime, we've got help along the way so that we have a purpose that's huge and we have full provision. It's a paradise. Paul said that he was caught up into that third heaven and two verses later, he refers to it as a paradise. Jesus said to the thief on the cross, he says, today you'll be with me in paradise. In Revelation, it refers to heaven as the paradise of God. Two of the main features of this paradise are number one, the tree. Everybody say the tree. The tree of life. And the presence. Everybody say the presence. The presence of God. And right in the middle of this holy city is this tree of life. And all around you're going to feel the presence of God. Then forever there he is on the throne. The Garden of Eden was also called paradise. And we won't go into that whole story right now, but let's look at Adam to start with. Adam, the Bible tells us, lived to be 930 years old. 930. 930 years old. Anybody here today that old? I want to to greet you today. We don't come close to that anymore. And can I tell you something? It's because originally, hear this, originally we were designed to not die. It was through sin that death entered. We still have so much residual going on in our bodies that our bodies are, your bodies are just incredible what it will do. You, you cut yourself and, and you're healed. Last week, uh, I had little skin work done. That sounds funny. Um, little sun damage kind of thing. And they cut that out and put stitches in and you can't even see it now. And it's just the, That's a miracle to me. It's just a miracle, just little things. There's so much that the life that God put in these bodies. But originally, we were just designed for that. But this was this paradise that Adam was in. And when he sinned, and theologians believe that he probably lived about 100 years in the garden in paradise. And then he lived another 830 years beyond that. But it was such a paradise that scripture is real clear. It says that he had to be driven out. They had to drive 
him out of this, of this paradise. So the question would be, then how did he, because it said in the day that you eat of the tree, not the tree of life, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the day that you eat of that, you'll die. So in that day he died spiritually, but then he began to die physically. How did he live so long then? How did he live another 830 years? And I believe it's because it's because of this, that in the paradise, in the garden of Eden, there was also the tree of life. And he walked with the presence of God in the cool of the day. Now, here's, here's something huge that you and I need to get. Heaven is our home. Say it again. Heaven is my home. But, but realize and look around. We're still here. You don't have to wait 30 seconds to realize we're not there yet. We're still here. But while we're still here, hear this. Anything you need. Are you all hearing me? Anything you need. Everything that you would need, you can get either from the vine or the secret place. John 15 talks about the vine. Psalm 91 talks about the secret place. This is God has given us a little heaven on earth to go to heaven in. Yeah, we have a purpose, but also church, get this. You have full provision. I don't want you afraid. I don't want you discouraged. I don't want you disillusioned. Jesus said those things. So he's given us what we need. And you can get it always. Hear me. God is your source. Washington is not your source. Wall Street is not your source. Tallahassee is not your source. Is anybody here at church today? That's not our source. Hollywood. These are not our source. We have some participation with those things because, you know, that goes with it. And there's some things that we, that we don't, but we've got to know where our source is. We've got to know where our home is. And you need to know this, that heaven is our home. But while we're here, anything and everything that you would need, you can get it from the vine and you can get it from the secret place. He's the Lord of heaven and earth. And he gives us supplies for us from the homeland. We've talked about it before. We have supplements from heaven. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says that we are ambassadors. Y'all didn't know you were so high ranking. We are ambassadors. And remind you that ambassadors always have. They receive their support and their supply from their homeland. And while we're here, folks, listen, we receive our support and our supply from the homeland. I listed just a few of the things that cannot be found here. They're shipped into us from heaven. Peace. How many of you know you cannot find real peace here on earth? But we can get it from heaven. Healing, comfort, joy, grace, wisdom, provision, forgiveness, mercy, favor, protection. All of those things are not found here naturally. But God supplies those things for us. Can you say amen to that this morning? For the believer, this is the most hell you'll ever have. I like that for the believer. This is the most hell you'll ever have for the unbeliever. This is the most heaven you'll ever have. Let's think about a couple of things as we close. My mom has already gone home. My dad, my father-in-law, they've already gone home. My grandparents, some real precious people and friends. Even this, this year, some of the most precious friends gone on home 
They went home. And I'm longing for home. I'm looking forward to home. I want you to go home as well. But we're not rushing this thing. Y'all hear me? We're not rushing this thing because we have a purpose here. We have a purpose here. God has us here. And he will take care of us while we're here. Now, while we're still here. And again, purpose, provision. Let me talk about our provision just for a moment again. We have everything we need for life and godliness. He will give us the help, the power, the aid, the support, the protection. He's able to do those things for us. And then our purpose, our purpose. Can I boil this down for you? What our whole purpose is, is to help other people find their way home. So no matter what you are or do, you're retired, you're a teacher, you're a salesman, you're a nurse, you're a brain surgeon, you're a pilot, you're a stay-at-home mom, you're an artist, you're a writer, you're a preacher, whatever you are, you need to understand, do your best in all of those things. You're a business owner, you're, you're whatever you are, do your best with all those things. Become the very best at all those things so that you can use those things. Listen to me. You're in the horse business. Whatever that you would do, be the very best at doing that. But remember that your ultimate purpose is I am here not only to be fruitful in these things that God has gifted you to do and positioned you to be and to do, but to help some others to get home. So the question is, how does anybody get home? How do we get there? Listen, this is the biggest case of it's not what you know. It's who you know. In John fourteen six, Jesus said this. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by me. Jesus is the way. Everybody say, Jesus is the way. You got to come to know him. You got to let him into your life so that heaven can be your home. Now listen to me again, and we're going to continue a few more weeks on this. If you don't understand that your citizenship is in heaven, if you don't understand that heaven is our home and that we're just here, we're temporary residents here, and we're going to be the best residents here. Y'all, we're going to be salt and we're going to be light and we're going to be, we're going to be sugar. We're going to be the best people down here. But if we get confused about where our source is and where our home is and where our citizenship is, you're going to live with such fear. You're going to live disillusioned. You're going to live discouraged. You're going to be looking to the wrong places and the wrong people to supply what you really need in your life when you can get it all from the vine and from the secret place. We're headed home, but don't anybody rush it. It'll last forever. And let's fulfill all that God has for us, his purposes for us here, and he will take care of us while we're here. And then one day we all get to go home. Amen. Did you get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord.